You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome to Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast presented by Visa. Help support your local businesses, whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or your favorite shops. Local businesses have always been on your team, supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support. So let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol. Tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa, everywhere you want to be. The official partner of the NFL. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. And joining me today is Matt Williamson. Follow him on Twitter Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Welcome, Matt. Welcome, Matt. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Anyway, how are you? We have Every team now has two games in the books, and we are rolling along. People are falling like like flies, unfortunately. The injuries are sweeping the, the league, but we are having football, and we're actually getting some fans in the stands, and I'm enjoying myself. I am as well. It, it was nice to see fans in, in the stands on Sunday yeah. uh, in, in a couple of those games. Uh, more more good news when it comes to COVID. No positive test from players, coaches, uh, or really any anyone involved uh, in the games. Obviously, great news there. And uh, e- even once the season started, there was still some concern that uh, about how many games are we going to get in? How many weeks will the season actually mm-hmm. be? And and the the further we go along, I know it's just two weeks, but the further we go along the better I feel about things. And I think everybody probably would have to share that opinion. Yeah, I 100% agree. I mean, it's good football. And I feel bad that people are falling like crazy in week two to injury. But that's the nature of the game. And we're talking about things that are football related, like uh, blown out knees and ACLs and high ankle sprains, as opposed to COVID tests and, you know, things I know nothing about. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's totally (laughs) true. Matt, we're going to start this week's show by talking about some dynasty transactions, just as we did last Tuesday. We'll talk about some buys, some sells, uh, maybe even some players to add or drop. Uh, later in the show, we'll we'll have our uh, dynasty team building segment. Uh, we'll get into one of those injuries a little deeper. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's not good news for Saquon Barkley. We'll talk about what to do with him, and we'll finish up the show with some listener questions, as we always do. Let's start with Dynasty Transactions. Uh, Each week at this time, we're going to pick a couple players uh, and and make some suggestions on what to do with them based on what we've seen on the field, uh, what we've seen in our own leagues. Matt, let's start with you, a player you are buying, selling, adding, dropping. Give us one of these guys. Yeah, this one's kind of... I'm going to start with one that's close to home, and that's buying Chase Claypool before it's too late. I know that his stock is skyrocketing. Um, I was not on the exclusive list to go watch Steeler practices, but I hosted a Steeler show for two hours or four hours a day, actually four hours a day for all through camp. And we had, you know, my co-host was at, at the practices. Other people I know are in the loop that were allowed to go. And you weren't allowed to say things back then. They just, you know, NFL and Steeler rules. But when we would kind of hang out by the water cooler, they're like, Chase Claypool's going to be a stud. He's going to be used a lot. He's going to push others in front of him for playing time. He make he might make moving on from Juju Smith-Schuster a foregone conclusion. And now we've seen two games. He's made a big play in each. 
he is a monster. Yeah, you're totally right. I I agree with that one. Uh, and and the good thing about him, his his value in dynasty leagues is on the rise, as you mentioned. But I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's to the crazy point yet. I think mm-hmm. he's still uh, attainable. I think you could possibly even buy him with a future second round pick. Maybe add a little sweetener wow. onto that um, because in that uh, in uh, on that team, it's Deontay Johnson who's really getting the hype. Deontay Johnson's second in the league in targets right now, uh, and, and I think he's the one that a lot of the attention of dynasty players uh, is being given to. But Chase Claypool, back-to-back huge plays in those two games so far, including the 84-yard uh, touchdown on Sunday. He's seen five targets this year. He's caught all five of them. Matt, dig a little deeper. There, there's four guys there. It's it's probably safe to say that Claypool has already passed James Washington as a preferred target. Um, how how does it shake out with the top three of Johnson, Juju, and and now Chase Claypool? That's the hairy part, and I'm sure that's what's keeping his dynasty stock a little lower. Because I guess you're right, and I'd have, to, but I do think Washington's still ahead of him. And Washington was their leading receiver last year, despite. Terrible quarterback play, of course. It's not any kind of knock on Washington. It's just Claypool's kind of freaky. I mean, he is gigantic. He has great build-up speed. He's a, more of an instant accelerator than I expected. He's been catching jump balls in the end zone left and right. He's been catching deep balls. I'm talking about camp. Uh, they've been handing him the football more and more. So I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I predicted before the season that Deontay Johnson would lead the team in receptions. And I think that's probably a safe bet through two weeks, and you can understand why his stock is rising. I I hate to say it, but I don't think there's a good chance Juju comes back. So next year, I think you're going to see Johnson and Claypool as the starters with Washington as a very regular third. This year, he's hard to use for fantasy, though. Right. Well, that that goes back to what you said at the beginning. Buy him while you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm ready to move on, Matt. I'm ready to drop Sony Michelle. And, uh, from my dynasty teams this guy is a roster clogger we saw sunday night the the unfortunate the, the terrible news surrounding james white and his family the tragedy with his parents of course caused him to miss the game and you would think a, a loss of, of a guy like james white would be a boost to sony michelle not so much. He he does almost nothing in that in that game, despite the big offensive numbers from the Patriots in general. Uh, he was outside of the top uh, outside of the top sixty running backs for the week. Ooh. In in week one, he was the RB thirty five, uh, but that that was even on the back of a touchdown. He scored a touchdown in week one and still just managed RB thirty five numbers. The last time Sonny Michelle was a top 24 running back, even in a single week, was week seven of last year. Uh, this this guy's just not, he's not a player you can put in your lineup. He's not going, he, he's not going to get you anything in trade. He has virtually no trade value. He's become one of those players that, that no one wants to have on their roster just because he is such a disappointment. If you're in a shallow league, I'm talking 22 players or fewer, I think it's time to move on. You can outright drop him. It's going to be a busy week on the waiver wire because of all these injuries. Uh, as you were talking about, let's just move on. Let somebody else have Sony Michelle, and, and your team will be better for it. 
It's well said, and we probably have some new listeners, you know, and some of them might not understand the term roster clogger. That doesn't mean that they're horrendous. It's just there's no upside. You know who they are. You're better off without them. You're better off rolling the dice on somebody else. You know, get the guy off your roster. There's no more hope for him. It's time to move on. And to take it a step further, because I 100% agree with you, it's pretty clear who their goal line back is, and it's Mr. Newton. You know, I mean, Michelle's not even going to fall in the end zone on one-yard plunges anymore. And before the news came out that he was going to IR, I took Damian Harris in my one redraft league, and I've actually held him this whole time with the hope that he's got to be better than Michelle. Yeah, even last year as a rookie when we saw almost nothing from Damian Harris, I was still at that point... I still wanted him over Sony Michelle, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's still the case. It, it's it is just a matter of upside, you know. Maybe maybe Harris turns into something. Uh, I'm I'm fairly certain Sony Michelle will not at this point. Uh, Matt, give us your second guy. We'll we'll throw out a couple more really quickly. Yeah, and this is going to stick with the Patriot theme. Uh, dump Julian Edelman while you can. Uh, he had a monster game on Sunday night for all to see. And helped a lot of people maybe win their week. But remember that Seattle had to shuffle their secondary a lot. Quandre Diggs went out early with the helmet-to-helmet blow. Had some injuries. And, you know, the slot corner position was problematic for them. And I just look at him and think he's been on borrowed time for three years. If you can get anything at this point, this might be your last chance to dump him. I like that call as well. You know, I always like selling those those veterans and doing that in season is the best time to do that. Edelman did have a career high, 179 yards. I think in general, we're not going that that's not going to be the Patriots game plan that no. they're not, they're not going to throw it that much. I think what we saw in week 1 is probably more of what we can expect to see, slow it down quite a bit, let Cam totally control the game. Uh, and doing much of that with his feet. So I, I like the idea of selling Edelman. I would take a second rounder for him uh, unless he was, un- unless I'm a contender and, and he's a starter every week. That might be the lone exception. Uh, the last guy I would throw out really quickly before we take a break here is Gardner Minshew. Uh, a couple back to back strong performances, basically a low end QB1 in both of these first couple weeks but he's quarterback 25 in our ADP well down the list, even behind uh, a couple of guys off to very slow starts, Sam Darnold, Kirk Cousins. I would take him ahead of both of those guys. I think a lot of people expected a solid fantasy year from Gardner Minshew this year, but the other expectation was that he would be replaced by Trevor Lawrence, uh, the the likely number one overall draft pick. And, uh, Lawrence is Lawrence is probably still topping the NFL draft in 2021, but I don't think it's going to be the Jags making that pick. At least it doesn't look like that early on. So Minshew might be here to stay, and uh, and his price is still uh, still pretty reasonable considering uh, the performances that he's had. No, that's great, uh, and I agree. I mean, I don't know if they would pass on Lawrence, but then Minshew might be starting in Chicago or something. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think he's an NFL starting quarterback no matter what. Probably with the Jags, I like their young uh, receivers, Chark, you know, Chenault, and I think Jay Gruden's been really good for him. Plus, people don't realize how much Minshew runs. I mean, he's really valuable as a runner. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, when we come back, we'll talk about the topic of the week. It might even be the topic of the year. It's Saquon Barkley's injury, and it's not good news. 
First, I want to tell everyone about our buddies over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So, why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders parts on his computer? You know, instead, you have computers to access rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. So, a huge reason to re repair and maintain your car is to save money. And then you can use that for other important things like mortgage or food or whatever in this crazy world that we live in right now. So um, chain stores have different price tiers for, for, for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Uh, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that we know that they're so that they know that we sent you, and that'll help us out. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Matt, we are back. We're ready for some team building talk. As we mentioned last week, this was a, a series we did on the old Dynasty Blueprint. Uh, this past summer, a team-building series with uh, a lot of awesome guests, some of the best players uh, in Dynasty Leagues. And we want to continue that with a, a quick segment each week because it is, it is so important for Dynasty players to continually be working and, and maybe reworking their Dynasty rosters. And as I said, we've got to talk about Saquon Barkley. Of course, he goes down with the torn ACL, his season is over. We lose one of the prime years of Saquon Barkley. This is the uh, second year in a row with a, a significant injury. Remember, he came back last year much earlier than expected uh, and, and was able to perform and, and, and save some seasons a little bit. Not going to happen this year. So let's start with this, Matt. If you've got a contending dynasty team, You've started out 2-0 and uh, despite some Barkley struggles and, and the injury. You're looking, are, first of all, are you looking to trade Barkley? Are you looking to pivot off of him uh, in order to get some production this year on that contending team? I'm certainly open to the idea, and I assume you'd be looking to people that aren't in it to win it this year. You know, the, the guy that had started out 0-2, and would say, I'll give you something to get you through today that's, you know, you can c continue your path to victory, and I'll wait for the year on Barkley. I guess that, don't you think those would be your trade targets, those type of teams? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, we'll we'll kind of get to that, yeah. uh, you know, the, the other side of the coin uh, situation soon. But uh, if, if you're that contender, I have to assume you're taking Zeke Elliott for him. You're taking Alvin Kamara for him. Uh, those, those two are slam dunks, right? I mean, I don't care what your roster is. I think you say yes to those guys. Okay. What, what about the rookies? Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Jonathan Taylor, 
Are you taking either or both of those rookies for Saquon Barkley on a contending team? Uh, once again, I'm doing it no matter what. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole, yeah, it's a whole year without the guy. I mean, it's, right. that's rough. I, I am as well. So, okay. so we're taking those four guys uh, for Barkley, no matter the situation, but certainly if we're a contender, uh, the deeper we go, of course, the, the more difficult it gets. Dalvin Cook? I'm kind of down on that team, man. They look like a, they might have a top five pick. I mean, he's been falling into the end zone late in games, but Minnesota's miserable. I, I don't think I can. I think I'm taking Barkley on that one. All right, so you don't see, basically that means you don't see Dalvin Cook helping you enough or putting your roster over the top, even with a contender. I tend to agree with that one as well. What about Josh Jacobs? Yes. Because of the age, yes. Yep, me as well. Miles Sanders. Yes, I have a lot of hope for Miles Sanders. I am a very big believer. I think Philly's a little better than we think, too. Yeah, I'd rather have Miles Sanders than Barkley right now. Okay, so we see, uh, we saw, we know Miles Sanders missed the first week, came back in week two, and and looked healthy and strong. Uh, Really underrated performance as the Eagles mostly struggled again, but Sanders looked. Uh, looked good. What about Derrick Henry? Hmm. That's tough. Um, I guess if I'm in it to win it, Henry's a nice addition to my roster every week. Uh, but I would have to be a very strong contender. I think that's the first one we would disagree on. I would okay. I would keep Barkley uh, versus Henry. Joe Mixon? I would rather mix him. Okay, we disagree on that one as well. Mixon, He's Mixon's not off, not off to a great start either. Uh, a couple of couple of disappointing performances for him. Joe Burrow looks like he's going to throw the ball a million times a game, uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and not many of those are going to Mixon, unfortunately. Uh, last one I want to ask you about: What about Nick Chubb? He's similar. T- I don't know who I value more. Sitting here in a nutshell, Henry or Chubb. Hunt isn't going away. They're not going to play the Bengals every week. They're going to be playing from behind, I think, more. I think week one's more the the Browns' script than week two. So I think I'll hold on to Saquon. I think I would as well. Okay, so if we're trying to decide where we would rank Saquon Barkley, given this injury, given uh, that we will not see him again this season, uh, we're putting him behind... Uh, we didn't even talk about Christian McCaffrey, of course. Uh, sure. I think even with uh, even with his injury, uh, we're we're taking McCaffrey ahead of Barkley. So we've got McCaffrey, Zeke, Kamara, uh, the two rookies, Edwards, Hilaire, and Taylor. Uh, also, Josh Jacobs, we agreed on. Miles Sanders, we agreed on. That's that's seven guys, and that puts Saquon Barkley at Dynasty RB eight. Does that sound about right? That's that was our consensus. You might have you might even have him closer to ten if you've got Mixon or Henry or Chubb ahead of him as well. I might How, rather I, I might rather have Aaron Jones. Yeah, we didn't talk about Aaron Jones either. Yeah, I'm sure uh, thinking there's anybody else. Aaron Jones is pretty darn good. Yeah, Jones certainly off to a hot start. Had a huge game. Uh, on Sunday, and he he doesn't seem bothered by the addition of A.J. Dillon or no. by Jamal Williams still hanging around, getting more usage, which is what Dynasty players and Packers fans honestly have been uh, demanding for the past year plus. So, so you're basically you've barely got Barkley as a Dynasty RB one. Does that's correct? Okay, all right. 
I mean, it's a bad team. He's not good in protection. He was hurt a lot last year. He got totally shut out by the Steelers in week one. I know all those things aren't massive checks against you, but he was trending a little down to begin with, and now he's out for the entire year. I mean, a whole year of a running back is just too valuable. If, if he were Michael Thomas or somebody, I would be more apt to keep him. But, I mean, how long is he going to play to begin with? Yeah, well, we, we had this conversation last week with Michael Thomas, mm-hmm. and, of course, the injury is not nearly as serious. But at the wide receiver position, you're right. You can sustain those those hits a little bit easier. And we basically agreed that we would only move Michael Thomas down maybe one or two spots. In Barkley's case, we're dropping him uh, uh, nearly outside of the top 10 or 12 running backs. And, yeah. and I think that's I think that's probably deserved. I got a quick question for you, if you don't mind. Sure. My co-host on the Peacock and Williamson show, which used to be Locked On NFL and is brought to you by the NFL Network, all kind of cross-pollination here, he's in his first Dynasty League and sent me a text last night and said, someone is a contending team that had Barkley wants Ingram in my first for Barkley. Should I do it? And I said immediately. Yeah, I would say immediately as well. Even even if we're talking 101 next year mm-hmm. and and we don't know who 101 is, you know, maybe it's maybe it's Jamar Chase. Maybe it's Travis Etienne. Still some a lot of uncertainty about that. But you would uh, you would trade that player and Mark Ingram for Barkley, so that's that's a pretty easy one, I think. Yeah, I thought so too. I was like, run to the run to the, the thing to check that box. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I did reach out on Twitter to uh, get some some trade feedback when it comes to Saquon Barkley, uh, just looking for either trades that had been completed or offers that had been made and rejected. Uh, some completed trades, Miles Sanders. Even up one for one, uh, so we've we've already kind of talked about that one. We want Sanders there, Joe Mixon, even up, uh, another one for one deal mm-hmm. that that we would be split on. You you like that one? Uh, I thought this one was interesting. And uh, the third, the final completed trade: Saquon Barkley and Michael Gallup for Amari Cooper, Leonard Fournette, and a future second round pick. We saw big days. In week two from Amari Cooper and from Leonard Fournette as well. Looks like he might be taking over that backfield. I don't know if you're getting enough there, though. Barkley, Barkley and Gallup. Yeah, Barkley and Gallup for Amari Fournette and a second rounder. I think I'd probably prefer the Barkley side there. I'm not big on Fournette either. I mean, I know he had a nice week, but I don't know that he's all that good. Matt, let's, let's just end this section, this segment. Uh, if you do have a... Uh, a, a struggling team, a, a productive struggle team in Dynasty. You're 0-2. You're trying to buy Barkley, right? Absolutely. Oh, I think so. At a discount, obviously. I mean, you get a guy that probably... All right, here's a quick question for you to answer that question. In the in redraft next year, will Barkley be a top five pick? Um... I mean, Jacob's stock could soar. I mean, other guys' stock is going to change, obviously. But he's yeah. gonna be a first rounder. He'll be a first rounder. I don't. I don't think it's a slam dunk that he'll be a top five pick, though. No, I'm not sure either. Just, but still, if you can get him for, you know, and uh, you're zero and two, and you can Mark Ingram in a first isn't enough. But I mean, if you can get him for, got pieces that that other team can use now, and you use Barkley later, and have an every week RB one type guy for next year, that seems like good business to me. 
Right, and and going back to some of the names we were talking about earlier, Derrick Henry, if you've got Derrick Henry and your team is 0-2, that seems like the perfect uh, player to try to move yeah. for Barkley. So that's th- those are the types of moves I would do. But um, when it comes to buying or selling, it's certainly it certainly is team dependent. Yes, I mean sitting on him is not the end of the world. Right, right. If you've if you've got the depth, I don't think you have to make a move. Uh, I've got I've actually only got Barkley in two of my own leagues. Uh, one of them is is that productive struggle team. I I was starting out slowly. This is not going to help. Uh, I'm I'm just going in the tank here, honestly, and and I'm just going to hang on to Barkley. There's no reason for that team to move him if I'm already zero and two and and it's not looking good. Uh, the other team is a contender. I've got some good depth. That's where I would look to probably try to pivot off of him for one of these other guys. So, um, again, it's team dependent, and and even one dynasty manager might handle it two different ways, d- given their team situation. Matt, when we come back, we've got a couple of great uh, listener questions that we will try to answer. Yeah, and I mentioned the uh, the Peacock and Williamson show that used to be locked on NFL. And we've had a sponsor, Built Bar, now for a while that's been associated with the Locked On Network. And I'm being honest with you, my family's totally hooked on these. I mean, they sent us a variety pack, a couple variety packs a while back. And now we just have it set up that they come to the house like every week. And I barely get a chance to eat them because my kids just attack them. And they're, you know, they're great for like when you're on the go. When I'm on my way to the, my Steeler radio show, I grab them all the time. And now they have six new flavors. I haven't got a chance to try these ones yet. Caramel, brownie, cookies and cream, cherry, barcaya. I'm not sure exactly what that one is, but they're all been good. Lemon, almond, cheesecake, carrot cake, apple, almond, crisp. So the German chocolate and the peanut butter have been my favorites up until now, but I'm excited to try those ones. Um, All the bars are covered by 100% pure chocolate. They're not like that waxy you know good for you chocolate and, and they're soft and very easy to chew almost like a candy bar but built bar is great for the health conscious guy or girl i mean you lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat bars are low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber and great for the keto diet so for example i mentioned the the peanut butter flavor it has 19 grams of, of protein only 180 calories which shocks me five grams of sugar five grams of net carbs so uh, there's a new promo code for this relaunch if you've been using the old one. So you get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. This is only, it's only lasts for a week or so. So you got to jump on that and hopefully it's still available for you. But go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, all caps, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use our promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar. All right, Matt, let's wrap up the show today with a couple of listener questions. Uh, let's start with Will. This is uh, from, from Will at the Giant Ninja on Twitter. Is it time to worry about Carson Wentz? Not, not off to a good start. We can uh, attribute a lot of those struggles for Wentz to uh, his, his production protection or his lack of protection of course as the eagles as is always the case with the eagles they have had uh, more than their share of injuries already this season just a couple weeks in but Wentz's production has not been there he is uh, he was the quarterback 26 in week one quarterback 25 in week two 
I mean, you first of all, you can't put them in your lineups, right? That that's no. yeah, that's uh, that goes without saying. Goes without saying at this point. What are you seeing with the Eagles in general, though, Matt? Uh, they're they're certainly off to a uh, off to a poor start, zero and two, um, and really ha- haven't even looked competitive for the most part. No, you're right, and. Like, for example, I mean, I mentioned my – reference my redraft league. I waited on quarterback, and I had Wentz and Burrow. I started Burrow in week two. You know, like, I, so I'm worried, and I'm the biggest Wentz fan you'll find. I didn't love that Jalen Hurd was active in the number two this past week. I was wondering if he was going to taste some hill it a little bit and make Wentz's production even more difficult, you know, more of an uphill climb. But I have some faith. I think this is a very strong organization. I've been a huge Wentz supporter over the years, so that has something to do with it too. So I side on that evaluation. I think Washington's defensive line will do that to a lot of people, what they did in week one. You know, week two, they're chasing around Kyler Murray. It's kind of a different beast. But I think the Eagles flat out screwed up in week one. I mean, they had all those offensive mm-hmm. line shuffling. They're playing against a great defensive front, and they led the league in dot in week one. I mean, everything was low, long developing plays where Wentz had no chance. And even in week one, and it's starting to get better now, all their receivers played like 60% of the snaps. Like they're looking for someone to step up. And it looks like Rager might be, better days might be ahead for him. So yeah, it's time to worry. But if it's a super flex, I think I'd be buying Wentz. Yeah, I, th- I think I probably still agree. I, I did move Wentz uh, down my ranks a little bit. I actually had him in my uh, tier three of quarterbacks along with Joe Burrow and uh, and Baker Mayfield was in that group. I've, I've moved both Wentz and Mayfield down uh, to the next tier and, you know, just, just really disappointed with both of those guys. Matt, you and I, you and I are both in SFBX, the Scott Fishbowl. And we've had Scott on our show several times. And, and if you're a fantasy player, you probably have heard of of the Scott Fishbowl. He's got some crazy scoring this year. Negative uh, one point for every incompletion and negative one point for every sack a quarterback takes. I've got Carson Wentz on my team, and it's it's not a it's not a good feeling. I think he has yeah, I think he has like five total points through two weeks, and I'm I'm lucky he hasn't gotten negative points. Uh, <laughs> wow! It's uh, Kirk Cousins for the record in week two was was a negative twenty two point score. Uh, he's taken twenty two points away from your team, uh, but th- that's a whole other story. <laughs> not the normal league, but wow! No, no, certainly not. But you know, it, it does go to show some of the the struggles that Wentz is having. He he has not been. Uh, an accurate passer through through these first couple of games, and he's taking a ton of sacks. Those things are negative, uh, not only in SFB, but those are negative uh, plays for the Eagles in a major way. He's also got quite the injury history. <laughs> yes, exactly, you exactly. Know. You're you're right though. Jalen Jalen Hurts being active was uh, was was noteworthy. We didn't see mm-hmm. him take any quarterback snaps. Uh, I think he did get in at, at wide receiver for a play or two. Um, but it, it's something to take notice of. All right, Matt, last question of the day comes from Ben at Ben underscore Hayworth on Twitter. What's a reasonable price to pay for Clyde Edwards Hilaire and or Jonathan Taylor? Uh, well, I, first of all, I don't think we can throw the word, we can include the word reasonable in there because 
Reason it, is out right now. Right. It's, it, it is not going to seem reasonable for either of these guys right now with, with the Barkley injury, Christian McCaffrey's dinged up. Uh, we, we've got, you know, we're probably looking at both Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor as top five dynasty running backs already. Um, if we use our dynasty trade finder uh, found over at DLF dynasty league I was surprised the, the Clyde Edwards Hilaire prices are not too crazy. Uh, most of these trades were completed prior to week two's action. But Clyde Edwards-Alaire for Henry Ruggs and Leonard Fournette. Ooh, I'll do that's, that. That's a price you pay every day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, let's see. Clyde Edwards-Alaire for DeAndre Swift and Leonard Fournette. That's another easy one. Yes. Edwards-Alaire for Alvin Kamara even up. That's that's a little tougher. That one's a little tougher. Uh, actually I'm not see, sure I'm that sold on Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, we see a couple examples of that one. So people are trying to make that move. Uh, but in general, most of these are not the, the crazy prices you might expect from uh, from a rookie running back with all the hype. Jonathan Taylor, though, uh, a little a little more crazy. Uh, let's see. Jonathan Taylor for um, let's find a good one here. We've got Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so this was, of course, again, prior to the injury, prior to the week. Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines and a first rounder. For Saquon Barkley, couple of throw-ins. Eric Ebron, third rounder. You know, you know that mm. that team is hating hating life right now. They gave up Taylor <laughs> and a first rounder for Barkley. For right. Barkley, that's that's the uh, the downside of dynasty Last sometimes. Week, right, yeah. Yes, right. Prior prior to the um, the injury for Barkley, Jonathan Taylor and a third for Josh Jacobs and a first. That, that might be an interesting one for you. Are you taking Jacobs there? Yeah, I'll take the first side. You know, I think Jacobs is close, maybe even ahead of him. And if you're going to give me the better pick, I'm in. I'm a huge Taylor believer, though. I mean, I might rather have Taylor than Edward Solaire. I think they're really close. Yeah, friend friend of the show, Curtis Patrick, who we've had on a ton. Uh, I know we were talking Jonathan Taylor trade last week, and he made a deal. Uh, he gave Michael Thomas and Austin Eckler to get Jonathan Taylor hmm. that does that feel rich to you yes yeah yeah he <laughs> yeah he basically said he knew that uh, the majority would not like his side but he uh, he he felt like he had to get Taylor before the price went up uh, I understand that of course the questions about uh, Austin Eckler's role for the Chargers as well mixes in there and, and the injury to Thomas so yeah I get it that's that's top dollar but that's that is, uh, but but he's somebody to pay top dollar for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of you course. know what I mean. That's a lot. And and we saw, you know, once once Marlon Mack went out, we thought we would see basically a split backfield, and si- instead, Naheem Hines barely had a role at all uh, in that game. So, uh, it, it this this backfield belongs to Jonathan Taylor, uh, and honestly, going back to. Uh, going back to the original question, just what's a reasonable price? The reasonable price is they're available. I think what's going to happen in most cases in your dynasty league, you go ask for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire or for Jonathan Taylor, and you're going to be told, 
uh, not available or or the price is just going to be ridiculous. So if you can even right. right, if you can even get a trade offer, it's probably worth considering. Probably, probably. I mean, it's hard to imagine their stock going much higher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they have two more hundred yard weeks in the next two weeks, is it going to go higher? Not much. I mean, it's still pretty high. You going hit your head on the ceiling. Is it crazy that by the end of the year, their dynasty RBs one and two overall? No. Because I could see McCaffrey having a struggle. Barkley right. already fell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's Kamara twists an ankle again. It's possible. Right. They're young. Matt, that is it for today's show. Uh, thanks for listening. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL, and I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.